This is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in modern Josie. We are your hosts, Sam and Charlene, and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest, and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down. Hashtag no judges. This week on The Great Equalizer, Sam's faith in humanity is restored. Charlene is taking her weekends back. And we talk again about being a woman in 2019. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I don't know where I went there for a moment. I lost you, but you bugged. You did. How goes? Fine. Fine and you. Good, good. Let me let me tell you about um, you know how I feel like all is is okay with the in world. the world. Who has who has restored your faith in humanity? Let me first tell you who made me feel like it was lost. Oh right, that's a good point. Start everybody. <laughs> I know. I everybody. sometimes feel like I just want to say I hate people. <laughs> I've said that a bunch of times in the last week to Ray. Just clients being snotty and people being ungrateful and family members that are fighting and I feel like I you know what I feel like and I know I'm not the only woman to have ever said this I feel like I'm trying so hard and nothing's ever good enough Mm, I know exactly what you're talking about that and there's been times in the past week that I like shut down an email or I I you know end a phone call and I'm just like that was nice well done, Sam. Like you, you did well. You managed that client well, and you, you did good by them, and you did good by your family and your son and your whatever. And then someone or something turns around and and tells you what you did wrong in that instance, and you're just like, actually, I I thought I was winning. Yeah. Fuck. I'm not. Yeah. Someone's still disappointed. Newsflash. Someone will always always be, be disappointed. disappointed. I just came to realize that you cannot please everybody. And the the main person I need to be happy in this world is myself. Mm. Because if I'm happy, my husband's happy and my child is happy. Mm. And what more is there? Yeah, that's, that's all you can aim for and hope for. So, I mean, among all the shit people in the world is my son, who is not so shit. And uh, yesterday I wore a new dress that I bought myself last month. And I, Ray and I had a meeting for a home-related thing uh, yesterday morning. And I put on this new dress and Ray says to me every single day, he said it to me this morning, you look so nice. Or just Sam, you're bum. <laughs> you're looking good. You know? <laughs> Every day, or my makeup's nice, or your hair looks pretty, or and he's being genuine. It's not a. It's not a. I, I say this because I have to say this. Every day he says, and he, I read he the same me. with me. Yeah. But yesterday he didn't say anything, and I said, oddly well, enough, I'm wearing this new dress, and I think it's a it's a little bit big. And he said, I think you bought it a size big. It's 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 funny, and he was being honest, and I wasn't offended because I was like, I can see it. I, it's. It doesn't fit me like a glove. It could sit better, yes. It could sit better. But I bought it and what I you bought had it, it and whatever. You're wearing it already, so ain't no return in it. Exactly. Went to pick Elijah up from school and he literally he was holding my hand and he stopped walking and he took a step back. Oh cute. And he said, 
mommy, you got a new dress. <laughs> Actually, he said, mommy, you got a new shirt top. And you're searching for the word because it's not like part of his vocabulary. I said, mommy got a new dress, lovey. He said, it's nice. Oh, shame. And then I did a twirl for him and he just thought this was great. So oh, was just cute. like, mommy, twirl, mommy, twirl. Oh, sweet. And it was just like, th- and he does it all the time. If I do my hair in a different way or if He'll I, notice. He comments on it. That's cute. And nobody taught him that. That's just. That's just his personality. And He's I, just. Yeah. He I picks can't even, up on these things. Even though Ray does compliment me daily. So maybe he does see that. Mm-hmm. But. I feel like uh, that's why I think my faith in humanity just stalled. Because yeah. that's, that's just him. Yeah. That's, that's Elijah. who he is, yes. That noticed that. That's nice. And decided to compliment me. So, <laughs> yeah. I guess that could tie into my bombing at momming. Yes, of course. Yeah. You're raising a good that's guy. I am raising a good guy. <laughs> but I, what I also wanted to say was uh, this weekend I kind of recognized that our family of three haven't touched base and we've been kind of stretched to capacity. And Ray's been, you know, in amongst Ray's travels and any future travels. And we just keep going to all these extra murals and to school and to work. There's always somewhere you have to be at a certain time. Mm. Mm. Party season's going to come up again. I can feel it, (laughs) you know. And then Saturday morning you have to get up and you have to, you know, do the thing. And on Friday night I said, you know, love – to Ray, I said to Ray, you know, love, you haven't taken Elijah to movies. I have, and the kid loves it. And Ray and I are movie goers. Yes. Um, or at least we used to be. So I said, tomorrow we're banking. There's a <laughs> nine o'clock showing of Toy Story 4. And we're going to get up early, but that's what we're going to do. We're going to eat breakfast um, at the movies, peanut butter M&Ms and popcorn. Nice. And a Coke Zero. And Elijah can have his slashies and whatnot. And it, it, it went off phenomenally. And I think that was my good mom moment in recognize, taking the moment to recognize that. The family needs this. We needed it. We, mm. The three of us needed it. Bad mom moment. Ray and I ate all of Elijah's M&M's that he didn't know he had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jay. He had no idea he had those M&M's. And also. Well, what, what he doesn't know can't hurt him. Exactly. So. <laughs> also. Uh, good friend of mine who will be coming t- from the UK to South Africa for a visit with her family later on this year, sent home with Ray after his last visit some Paw Patrol chocolates, among other chocolates for us, but Paw Patrol chocolates for Elijah. So it's literally just branded on the packets. Mm. But I mean, he, Elijah had one and I had the rest. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening, friend, please bring back more and I promise I won't eat them. <laughs> Good thing you bought that dress a size too big. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm eating all my kids' candy. Uh, well, exactly. That's what I believe about alcohol. I drink all the alcohol so my kids can't get to it. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. You're doing them a favor. <laughs> okay, so how are you taking your weekends back? Well, speaking of alcohol, so we, a while ago, Red and I discussed that we are becoming like passing ships, him and I, in our relationship. And it's not because we want to. It's just because even if we're driving in the car and we're trying to have a conversation with the kids in the back and him and I are trying to have a conversation about something important that happened or planning the weekend or whatever, the kids are just – Jesse's still not as bad, but Josh is like, stop talking. Yeah. Talk to me. Yeah. Talk to me. Like we can't finish a conversation. We we have to wait for them to go to bed. And because we're so – 
poked most days. We, I lie with the one kid, he lies with the other. We often fall asleep next to the kids and then wake up at like nine, half past nine, dear cock from having fallen asleep and then realize, shit, I still got to pack the dishwasher. I still got to prep stuff for school tomorrow. And so then you just get up, do that and go have your shower and go straight to bed. So, Or carry on working. Exactly. Yeah. So we decided that we were going to try and implement a every second weekend where the kids sleep out separate from each other. So one set of grandparents will have the one kid and the other set of parents will have the other kid and then they will alternate on the nice. next weekend. Um, and then that, the grandparents get their time in. And that way, the reason we split it was because we thought that the grandparents also get that solo one-on-one time with each kid and the kids get an opportunity to still have a space where it's just them. If I think about it, Josh never... Josh was the only kid until Jess arrived, and then he had to get used to sharing everything, sharing his space, sharing his food, not that he eats well, we've discussed this, but sharing everything. And Jessie's never known what it is to just be in her own space, just her. Mm. So I'm not, I mean, it's a good thing, I think, that kids learn to share, but I also thought that one-on-one time and for them to find their own space and realizing that I don't have to share this toy right now, gives her an opportunity to do that as well. And for Josh to go back to, oh, I remember this is what it was like when it was just yes. me kind of thing. And so um, we've had two weekends in a row now where we had the kids sleep out. And it this past weekend was the first weekend where it was the kids were separate, one with one parent. It was like the trial run to see whether it was going to work and what time we picking them up the next day. And it worked out quite well. The kids were in such good spirits the next day. They had a good night's rest. They were just happy. They so, weren't irritating each other. It was just nice. So I feel like, and then also, Rhett and I, okay, we did have a function to go to, but uh, the idea is to eventually get to a point where that evening we don't have anywhere to be and we just have ourselves. And, and you can choose to go and out if, if we you want to And if we decide to go out for dinner or something, we can. If we decide to just stay home and watch a movie, we can. And it also came about when you discussed about how you used to be moviegoers. Rhett and I haven't gone to the movies in forever and so we'd like to just maybe go to a movie and get home early and go to sleep or whatever, you know. So this past weekend was the first weekend that that happened. Um, and having said that, I went to this function, and I do not know why, <laughs> but decided to overindulge in some alcohol. Actually, I do know why. It's because I don't want the kids to get it. I want to finish it before <laughs> before they can get it. No, like. So, yeah, we, you know how it goes. Oh, let's have suitcases. Let's have a tequila. Ooh. And then the shots flow. And I cannot drink shots. And I don't know why I can't just say, oh, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. And... Then I proceeded to enjoy myself a bit much, so I guess this leads into my bad mom moment because I was so hungover the next day <laughs> that we went to go and pick up the kids, but I was like a zero. I, I did. I meant nothing to society on Sunday. <laughs> I was just like, the ki- whatever the kids wanted, I was like, yes, my boy, it's fine. Yeah, 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 I couldn't yeah, yeah. deal. <laughs> but at least we got to have a nice greasy breakfast before we went to fetch the kids. And um, I did also, we got to bed at a reasonable hour. So I, I slept through most of my hang- hangover. <laughs> so I only had to deal with a little bit of residual hangover for the rest of the day. But then also, um, 
I had a, a nice uh, bombing at momming moment when I wasn't really that committed to being at all involved uh, in any activities that the kids wanted to do on Sunday, um, unless it involved me just vegging and them watching cartoons or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Josh needed to go to the loo at one point, and um, he's got this thing that I mentioned a couple of episodes ago about, you've got stinky food, don't talk to me, don't come near me. It was another one of those moments. Everybody else had eaten stuff, and I was the only one that didn't eat what was on the table. So I was the only one allowed to help him in the toilet. When he was done in the toilet, he was bending down as I was wiping his bum. He was looking at my shoes and he was, he can be so sweet, this kid. I mean, we spoke about tantrums in our previous episode. He drives me nuts, but then he does stuff like this. And he looks down and he's like, these are nice shoes, mommy. And I said, thanks, my boy. He said, where did you buy them? <laughs> I said, daddy bought them for me, actually. That was nice of him. He says, where did daddy buy them? So I say the store that he bought them. Lost interest right after that. He was like, that's nice. By the way, I was a little bit lonely in the playroom. So can you come and play with, play by me in the room? He said, and right there. And then I decided, okay, I got this hangover and all I want to do is lie on this Dornisha couch, but I'm not going to because this kid is, I moan that he drives me nuts. And then in this moment, he asks so politely and so sweetly, he's just telling me that he's lonely and he wants my company. So the least I can do is sit on the damn floor and build these friggin' blocks if he wants to. Nice. And so we did that and it was actually such a nice moment because Jess was busy with dad or whoever else and him and I just sat and played for a bit and it reminded me that it's not all terrible and it's not all me screaming always so I suppose it's it's worth taking a moment to appreciate good for you you're a good mom <laughs> thank you I do feel like I mean you and I sit here before we hit the record button and we rack our brains for what made me a good mom mm. this week I feel like the year's been full of us being feeling guilty, mm. being um, angry, being tired, and just fucking over it, mm. right? And a lot boils down to, for us, um, what we discussed about the mother load. And, you know, we're not the first to talk about the mother load. No, I mean, it's... Or the equivalent of emotional labor. Um, it's a real thing. People are struggling with it. That's why we talk about it, because exactly. we're not alone. And one thing that came up in... The, the actual mother load episode a few episodes back was is it a is it a, a gender thing is it mm. women who feel that way and I do look I have to say I do feel a large part of it is the way that we um, have grown up as women and um, what the what the input of what the role of a woman, the role yeah, of a what girl we, is what first. we've seen, what we've been exposed to, what we've been not taught, but what we have um, picked up on. Yeah, but I got some feedback. We got some feedback on um, the Great Equalizer's SoundCloud account from none other than two dads and a kid's uh, Emmanuel Kelly Lillier. Oh, nice. I love those two. I love those two. If you guys haven't checked them out yet, um, go check out their Instagram and follow their, their blog. It gives you such food for thought mm. on... Uh, what goes on in a not only a male-headed household, um, two dads and a kid, but also an adoptive household. Yes. They adopted their son. And they go through everything we go through, including, Charlene, the mother Division of labor. The and exactly. <laughs> including this. Guys, have a listen. 
Hello, Sam and Charlene. I listened to your episode on the mother load and coming from a two-day household, um, this is what I actually think. Um, not necessarily, I don't think it's actually necessarily a gender-specific uh, thing. I think in relationships, there's one partner that takes things easy while the other one is more structured. Opposites bring balance to a household, I think. We're two dads, as I said, a few times I've stopped, for example, picking up after our son because it just feels like I'm always doing that while my husband carries on being the cool dad. So that's exactly what we were discussing. And we were, we were deliberating whether it is different in families where um, it's headed by the same-sex couple, a same-sex couple or not. So I love that we got that feedback I because l- it's so true. And I love the positive way he looks mm. um, at it. Manny could have sent, left me a voice note saying, um, you know... Like bitching about like it. Or bitching like about it and moaning about Darren, his um, husband, and... Um, just saying, I totally get you goals. Yeah. This and this, and, and as you said, just bitching about it. I love the positive spin of opposites. Uh, brings balance to their household. Brings balance to the household. And I think, I think as the primary caregivers who are the the disciplinarians and the bad, the bad cop in the good bad, good cop bad cop scenario, as moms, I think it's just worth it to be like. You're the bad cop in this scenario. Mm. I did that to Ray the other day. There was something that I had to organize, um, and I tried, and I got backlash for it. And so the next time I had to organize it amongst the family, I said to Ray, "Uh-uh, you're doing it now." Mm. This is like organizing babysitters and stuff Whatever, like that. Yeah. I won't go into specifics, but I was just like, I got backlash for it last time, and I remain the bitch, and you remain the hero. Not only with Elijah, but among our family. Because I'm the one making the decisions in the household. Well, this time, you can make that decision. And then when they turn around to me and say, why did you do it that way and not the way we like it? I can go, oh, it wasn't me. It was Ray. Mm. And I was very open with him about it. I was just like, I'm done. So I think, thank you, Manny, for saying that. I, I do th- what, what it boiled down to for me was it brings positive balance. But also I can, I can be like, I don't want to be president of this right now. Mm. Can you do it? And Ray can step in. Can step in. And do that. Yeah. What's nice about that also is, and I, you and I often speak about it, is I think that we are such control freaks that, and we're so used to just doing the things that I think they just kind of, our partners just kind of sit on the sideline thinking, well, when she's ready to hand over the reins to me or when she needs me to take a handle on things, she'll say, okay, you do this, she'll delegate. Exactly. And then I will do it. So they're kind of like, they don't use initiative to go for it. And we discussed this in the Motherload episode, just because maybe they just don't want to step on any toes. And I also want to say thank you so much for letting us know. Thanks for sharing your story with us. I it's, it. it's so heartwarming when our listeners um, share information about their stories and their, li- their, their lifestyle and their, their household because it gives Sam and I insight and most importantly makes us realize once again that we are not alone in this crazy. Exactly. <laughs> so now that the, that the, the man-woman thing has been ruled has out has been ruled out and clarified and whatever, 
I want to move on to our topic of today, which is Women's Day. This episode is, is out, released on Women's Day. We've just been celebrating women. However, Charlene, I've got a fundamental problem against celebrating Women's Day on the 9th of August, and I'm about to tell you why. Please remember, what we say on this podcast can only be considered the gospel on planets Sam and Charlene, respectively. Our kids and husbands can be assholes and angels at the same time. And only we're allowed to say so. And lastly, by virtue of the fact that we are women and it comes naturally to us, we reserve the right to change our minds and or contradict ourselves whenever we so choose. And we don't want to hear a damn thing about it. Hashtag no judges. Right, so quickly to clear up so that I don't let our listeners wait too long to to see why I'm not keen on Women's Day. It's not that. It's that I think from the context of me being a journalist as well and and passionate about our history and and at the same time an activist for for women's rights and and what we stand for, I resent the fact that we've lost sight of the history behind the 9th of August. So there's been like a new stigma or stereotypes attached to this public holiday and the celebration thereof. Hmm. Retailers, um, you know, give, just like you would on Mother's Day, giving, you know, flowers to, here's a rose for every woman that works walks through the door because you're a woman. And every woman can get 20% off a pedicure at this particular service provider. And I mean... You even have the Women's Day, uh, you know, the Spa Ladies Race happens in August. And August has become Women's Month. And I'm just like, okay, but guys, you're enjoying this public holiday. What the fuck for? Do you remember? I hear you. Can I, can I for a brief second, be devil's advocate here? Sure. I, I mean, this is our own personal opinions, your opinion that you're sharing. But we don't know for a fact that the Spa Women's Race is maybe – to show courage and strength and endurance, maybe in aid of those things right. that brought on Women's Day, they decided to have a race right. to do this. And that's what they stand for. They stand for it. I hear you I on feel the, like we need to be more vocal about I it. I hear though. you on the have a pedicure, have a this, have a that. Has a massage for you or whatever. I, I do feel like if that's where, shame, spa ladies, <laughs> and I want to throw you under the bus, but I feel like we need to be more vocal about it. And okay, so, so your concern is that if we are supporting the right cause or the, the the history behind it, we should be more vocal in um, celebrating what it signifies right? more not- than just, you're a woman, so you get to have a 20% discount on a facial because women deserve to be pampered. Yes, and no, 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 that's not what it's about. So now, do you know that in South Africa we actually celebrate two Women's Days, the first being on the 8th of March, um, that's it's International, International Women's, Women's Day. Day, right? And the theme for this year's International Women's Day was hashtag Balance for Better. Okay, which I love because it not only had to do with you know female equality and we should be getting the same as men and da 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 and getting into the whole feminist rant, which I really don't want this episode to be about, but. Um, it's ba- balance it's about in balanced your life. life, balanced lifestyle. Yes, 
So, and we speak about this a lot mm. on the podcast. And I think there, there, everybody, there's your platform for balance and self-care and... And pampering yourself and, yeah. and that kind of thing. I'm not against anybody no, no, no. pampering themselves. I love a I'm pedicure as much as the right? next mom. <laughs> Give <laughs> me that 20% discount. But you know what? You're losing sight of why Se- uh, Women's Day is celebrated in South Africa as well on the 9th of August. So for those... Maybe listening from um, afar, from a different country. We do have listeners overseas. So, hello. Hi. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. Um, In South Africa, it's our local Women's Day. We celebrate what happened on the 9th of August in 1956. And that was when um, women marched to the union buildings to protest um, against past laws and a particular act that prohibited women and men, but in this case they were protesting women from being able to go back and do their business, raise their kids the way they wanted to, and um, go and work the way they wanted to. It, it was just a nightmare, and I'm not going to go into apartheid, but I did some research, and I found an insert um on a woman called Sophie Williams de Brain, who is now the last remaining survivor of the leaders that led the march, the peaceful protest to the union buildings, okay. where they were going to take their protest to the president and say, we are not standing for this and this is why, etc. It was a peaceful, silent protest. Um, sure, and I just, I really loved how she voiced this. Sophie Williams de Brain, so I'm going to play this for you. At the march, we sang the song Batinti Bafasi, which says, uh, Stridum, you've struck a rock. You've struck the woman, you've struck a rock, you'll die. I always thought that I'll go into education, into teaching, but I also noticed around me the poverty of our people in the community. There were all these laws that were impacting on the lives of women that prevented them from moving around freely. And so that day we entered the Holy Grail and it was like us being cheeky. We have dared to enter that domain. Sophia williams Brain was the youngest woman who led the Women's March on the Union Building. And we were really looking for a portrait that showed that absolute dignity and significance of that day. There was a plan that if the police did come, the 20,000 women would bend down and pray and they would have had to arrest everybody. They came in that disciplined manner and then they marched gracefully up those steps of the Union Building. And I felt a lump in my throat when I looked at this large army of women, dignified women, courageous women. And in my younghood, I felt so humbled to be part of such bravery. Okay, so... Sure, that gave me goosies. I mean, when I watched that, I just... I, I, I pulled out some words that really hit home for me, and that's cheeky, mm. <laughs> how they started out. This is a cheeky for, thing for women to do at mm. the time. Dignified, disciplined, 
graceful, courageous, humble, brave. Mm. That's what happened, ladies, listeners. There was an army of women that went and protested what they were not happy with Mm. at that time. By no means am I saying we are fighting as big of a war today. Yeah, but what I love about this is that and I suppose at the risk of sounding like this is a conversation about women versus men or whatever, I love how these women gracefully, courageously and humbly put their foot down and managed to stand for what they believe in without and, and still doing so peacefully. Without to, I mean, the finesse that it takes to to stand for what you believe in um, and be confrontational, in a in a sense, but without being offensive and hurting and forceful, aggressive and violent, aggressive and violent. And I think that there's something to be said for women and mothers and the fact that we have that ability. We possess that quality. In, in our households, in our day-to-day doing of stuff. And we should, as women, if we're going to be celebrating Women's Day, why not take a stand for the things that we believe in? Like you and I always say, hashtag no judges. That is something that we stand for fundamentally. And so we could maybe have an impact on our peers we should be able to practice if we hear a friend or a fellow female who is maybe bad-mouthing someone else or uh, judging another mom or whatever, we should be able to, with the right amount of finesse, put down our foot and say gracefully, let's stand together and rather not do that but rather do this kind let's of thing. be that army, yes. right? So... I mean, you often talk about that that word, finesse. I think it's just a beautiful word to describe the quality that women have and, and how how we are raising our kids. Look, I mean, every every person has the exceptions, but for the most part, that is what I feel, I believe personally, that women bring to the table, and I feel like a large part of that we've we've lost sight of. Again, in researching for the show and figuring out what exactly you and I as the great equalizer wanted to say and what we stood for, the question came to mind about whether we are a matriarchy. Mm. Not our society, mm. you know, necessarily. I mean, we, we, we keep hearing about the patriarchy and fuck the man and mm-hmm. uh, feminists standing together just for the sake of bitching about something. And, and that's why I say, we always say, our husbands are wonderful. We have our complaints. And thank you again to Manny for showing us it's not about them being men. It's just about them being a partner in this parenting yes. race. But so I found this clip of Trevor Noah, um, who hosts The Daily Show in, in the States. I mean, he's a... A national treasure, isn't he? Mm, essentially, <laughs> I'd call him that. <laughs> and here are his thoughts on um, Women's Day or the Women's March in South Africa and um, being raised by his mother. It's, it's funny, in South Africa we, we, have a, we have a saying, and you must remember, because of so many of the struggle leaders in South Africa were either imprisoned or exiled, the movement in South Africa was held together in large part by women in the country. 
And so it's weird for me because I understand you travel the world, you understand that everywhere feminism is different and the, the idea of women is different. But I grew up in a world that was very matriarchal and where women were the most dangerous freedom fighters that existed. No, this is true. You read, up on, you read up on Winnie Mandela, like Nelson Mandela was an icon, but the police in the country were afraid of, of Winnie Mandela. You know, they were... And we had a phrase in South Africa that was, we still use it today, which was, which means you strike a woman, you strike a rock. And that's what I grew up learning. That's a, it was kudos, man. It was fire. It was fire. And a lot of the time, my mom would strike me with a rock. And... <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's crazy how this guy, not to digress, but it, it's crazy how this guy can talk about such meaningful issues <laughs> and have such a wonderful, wonderfully lighthearted spin on it still. It's refreshing. Yeah. Just, you know what, though? That made me think, are we, are we that strong? What we've been doing this whole year, and I'm not saying we should beat ourselves up about it because this is our space, We've been bitching and we've been letting things get the better of us. Mm. Where's that army? Where's that rock? You know what? I think we also give ourselves too little credit. So maybe, maybe it boils down to us needing to remind ourselves that we are those rocks. We are. However, we're talking about these women. They were these rocks and they, that's what they stood for and, and, and. We're not saying, and or I by no means believe that because you are a rock, you're not allowed to admit that you're struggling and yes. that it's hard. Yes. That's what we're doing. Can we're we saying, have both? Yes, I believe so. Because yes. in, order to, in order to understand your strength, you need to realize what you've had to overcome and how hard it was. You need to acknowledge how hard the struggle has been because only once you acknowledge that, you can look past it and be like, but look at where I am now. I must be a very strong individual to have overcome that. And so these 20,000 women marched, nobody's saying it was easy. Nobody's saying they, it was just like, oh, well, let's get together and have a walk. There was a lot that they had to face to get through that. And, by and the they had to get on the same page. Exactly, to be in agreement. But I think for a moment, when you put... Your issues aside, we're all different. We all have a different, we come from different walks of life, but there are things that bring us together. There are things that is in synergy with one another. And we're all moms and women battling many battles that are the same. So, yeah, I mean, maybe it, it's about focusing on what you're for rather than not for. Exactly. So I think. Right now, I'm going to bring in um, a voice note that I got from one of our listeners. And I just, you know, right here is, is exactly what you're saying. Uh, what are we for as opposed to what are we against? And she's got some, some amazing thoughts on that. For me, um, because of the history that Women's Day holds in our country, and because of what has been won for us as women, um, not only in the shifts that have happened politically in our country, but also on a worldwide scale, the fact that we can vote, the fact that we can have and pursue careers, um, still be moms, um, 
choose not to be a mom, choose never to marry, basically have a lot, a lot of choice. Um, I think increasingly it's becoming so valuable and precious and important to know what it is that you're for, what it is that you are about, and to allow the things that you are for and about to supersede anything that you're against. So that everything that you are for becomes a uniting, connecting force in your life, rather than allowing the things that you find difference and separation and um, just otherness in your life with the people around you allowing that to keep distancing us from each other and keep um, building a, a space bubble that just gets bigger and bigger and bigger um, rather to focus on the things that we are for and to pour our energy and our attention and our time into that um, no small ask. <laughs> Look, she's quite right. It is, it's not, it's no small feat. It, it's quite a difficult thing to want to accomplish. And maybe it is a pie in the sky idea. But if you think about it, I mean, uh, coming off the back of um, uh, breastfeeding uh, week and... No, it's in a global breastfeeding awareness week. And, awareness yeah. week, yes. Yeah. Um, whether we are, it, it's about... Our differences. We all have differences. Like I'm uh, maybe pro-natural birth and you are indifferent about either way or vice versa or I'm all about breastfeeding and cloth nappies and maybe you are not so conscientious about that and you don't really care whether you're polluting the world or, or not. I don't know. There's all these conflicting views. But if we for a moment like this listener says, just put our differences, the other, aside and look at what there is synergy about between or similarities um, in, in what we are doing on a day-to-day -day basis and what we stand for. That could bring so much togetherness if you had to whittle it right down in this game called motherhood. There's all these differences and all the different beliefs. What is the key thread we all have to raise the best possible humans. We will all struggle always with the mother load, some to a lesser degree than others. We all have to somehow feed our babies and we all have to somehow keep them alive. So if the one thing that we are for is hashtag no judges, then isn't that a good thing to be for? Because we can all afford to judge each other a little bit less regardless of our different views. Yeah. So what a wonderful example of how it can bring togetherness. Exactly. I think so much truth in what she said there. Exactly. And from a mom of four, might I add. I mean, I love this woman. She, <laughs> She's so wise. And so graceful. And so graceful. Mm. And I just, I love uh, looking up to women um, like this listener and uh, like my friend because... I just, um, that's the kind of grace that I want to traverse the world with. And should I have a daughter one day, I can only hope and pray that she would be as graceful, mm. you know. Um, what I want to do with as much grace as I possibly can is um, I found an article in Cape Town Magazine online, capetownmagazine.com, so that 
quite aptly, seven times South African women made history this year, 2019. Okay, I'm going to gloss over it and I just think, here we go. I think we can all get behind all of these women. And, and if we can't, hashtag no judges, guys. Mm. So I'm going to get her name wrong. But we have our first openly queer Miss SA contestant. Um, and her name is Sibabalwe Chani. Mm-hmm. I can't do the I can't do, do the, the click. click. Okay. I've never sounded more white in my life. <laughs> but I mean Sibabalwe. I mm-hmm. can say her first name. You go girl. That's happening uh, on the 9th of August. So the day this episode comes out, the Miss South Africa pageant will take place. What how, bravery. And how far have we come? Mm. So there we go, lady. You well know. done. Yay for that. <laughs> okay. We have our first, the world's first black female file, fighter pilot, Mandisa Mfeka. This is amazing. Right? Why aren't we hearing more about this? I was this? just going to say, why, is the, why are we not shouting this from the rooftops? Yeah. Saray Kumalo becomes the first black woman from Africa to conquer Mount Everest. This I've, I've heard about on several uh, media platforms. Banyana Banyana are making it into the Women's um, World Cup. Nice. Yeah. Um, Cheryl Zondi um, has had a powerful testimony against uh, Timothy Umotoso. Umot- uh, sorry, Umotoso. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, if you follow this this story, it's a Nigerian pastor, Timothy Omotoso, accused, um, he's been accused of raping her and other female congregants, and yes. she just had a really powerful testimony against I him. Did, I did uh, hear about that as well. And I mean, that takes bravery and guts, what in, guts? in today's day and age. Yes. Casta Semenya, guys. I mean. Right? Huh? Right? The grace that that woman has delivered in continuing to do whatever she can, whatever she's allowed to do in terms of her sports. She is training, but she has got the IAAF on her fucking case, 24 goddamn seven. Yes. And she's still, I would be in a hole by now. Yes, and still perseveres and keeps her eye on the goal. Yeah. Tatiana Schoenmarker wins double gold at the Con- Commonwealth Games. She's a 21-year-old swimmer. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I just, yeah, that's it. Those were the seven, seven um, times South African women made history. This year alone. Yes. Why is it, I mean, not, not to say that Cape Town magazines, you know, something to snub at, but why is it on the front page of our national No, but thank, goodness, but thank goodness for Cape Town magazine thank for you, yeah. putting that out there. What a wonderful article, and thank you for exposing it to us. And I, I wish that more mainstream media, if you can call it that, apologies if I'm using the wrong terms, I hope not to offend anybody, but um, media with uh, larger listeners and readership should also be on top of this. This is stuff that's newsworthy. It's stuff that we need to know about, celebrate, applaud, and cheer for. We must get behind these people. Here we are in little old South Africa making history. Woman. Yes. And nobody's 
Nobody's even lending an ear. Exactly. But you know what? You go for that twenty percent off petty on on yeah. women's day check. <laughs> Listen, just on that, <laughs> just, just stop yeah. hating on this twenty percent off petty. Because I was also thinking, maybe as a business, if you are unable to contribute in any other way, rather than not acknowledge the fact that women deserve to be celebrated, maybe they are deciding to, in this way, give their bit. Sure, to I know, I know. I'm it's I'm too overly like you know what I'm doing. I'm focusing on the d- on what I'm against and not what I'm for. Yes, that's <laughs> probably true. I'm doing. I am. I'm doing it. But th- yeah, no. But you feel strongly about I feel the issue. Very and strongly I about do the issue. hear you. I I'm totally. I can get behind this. I mean, I am. I've gotten behind this. You are very right. You've taught me an interesting lesson. You've given me a different viewpoint of it because these things we all, we know our history. We know all these things, but. Now that I'm raising a daughter, what do I want to teach her about this? And at the risk of, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm a Christian, so I teach my kids what Easter is about and that, yeah, so Father Christmas comes in December, but what is Christmas actually about? I teach them all these things, and rightfully so, I should be teaching my daughter what this is about. And I'm not saying that we can't, that we are going to change the world, but we should at least believe that it is within us to attempt it. It is. Okay, we have um, another caller um, who shared this with us, and that's just, you know, how, what do we believe about ourselves, you know? And how is that shaping our experience of the world and our children ex- children's experience of the world? Exactly what you're saying. And I think uh, what she mentions um, in her delivery to us is that you should start by being complete within yourself. I just found it so poignant. So, um, yeah, have a listen. Hi, this is Beth from Alpha Transformation Coaching. On a daily basis, I work with women and I concentrate a lot on what we are believing about ourselves, which shapes how we are experiencing the world. Having become a mom last year to my little Chloe, it really hit home to me even more on how many beliefs are ingrained on us on how we should be as a mom and as women in general. I find a lot of these beliefs just no longer work in the world that we are now living in where one person working is more of a privilege than the norm and women are having great careers in their own rights. Being a mom is just not instinctual and this all adds to the guilt we are feeling when we feel we are, we can't live up to our own expectations. I find this is also where all judgment starts. So what does Women's Day mean to me? It means that there's still so much that needs to be done and it all starts with us women. It's up to us to start letting go of these beliefs and forming new ones that will empower us and our children. We need to be the change that we want to see and be models to our kids to show them that you don't have to put everyone first, but start by being complete within yourself. Okay, so I guess if being complete within yourself means taking advantage on Women's Day of the 20% of special and you a little bit saner because you're going for a pity, you went for a pity. Regardless of whether okay. Sam will judge you for it or no not. <laughs> I won't judge you for going. Just remember to tell your um, pedicurist about um, the Women's March in 1996. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's so poignant, I think. Mm, yeah. Um, 
That was also a good one because if I if I have to whittle it right down to what I want my daughter to know, I mean, there's so much. There's so much I want her to know, like never make excuses for yourself, believe in yourself, all of those things that you want your kids, never mind just your daughter, to know. But if there's anything I could teach her is to just believe whatever she believes in, whatever it is, if she can just if she believes in it strongly, then be content within yourself and and focus on that I- issue. Focus on, like the other listener said, what you're for and live it. Live it. Don't, don't make excuses. Don't let anybody, regardless of the adversity you might face or whatever comes your way, if it is in your heart of hearts and you believe it, just live it. And the only way that you can do that is by being secure and content within yourself. So here you are believing in what you believe, <laughs> Sam, that, it, that, is that true. It, a pedicure for Women's Day <laughs> is not what you're about. That is not what I'm about. I'll have a pedicure every other day of the year. Yes. But on Women's Day, I might, like I, I would work on Women's Day and not take that public holiday, you know? So I don't know. I'm, it's not like I'm leading a march to union buildings, you know, to, to walk the steps of these women. But I, I do, I, I feel that strongly enough about it that, you know what, I would. But I, I wanted to accomplish something. Mm. It's not just about remembering. Yes. For me, it's not just about remembering those women. It's about what did they do it for? Yes. They had a struggle there and they met that struggle head on. And for me, it's not only about um, political movements and that. It's about... The principle of the matter. The principle of the matter and how the strength that those women showed. Mm. Are we still those rocks? Yes, we are. Are we still those matriarchs? Yes, we are. Do we sometimes lose sight of that? Yeah. Yes, we do. Yes. And it's interesting what you say about the you would work on that public holiday because I think a lot of what happens with these public holidays is we're all just so happy to have like, oh, yeah, it's a long weekend. Who? Yeah. We, we don't have to work or we get to do stuff with the family or we can go away because when's the next long, when's the next public holiday? So we can go away exactly. for the week. I do that. I'm very guilty. I do that. So you make a good point because maybe we're just getting so caught up as a society in, oh, thank fuck, there's another public holiday coming up. It's a short week <laughs> kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that I'm ready to start a march here, but I think I can do better. Yeah, I feel like we all can. So, we have one last listener. Lots of food for thought here. Have a listen. So, um, my opinion on Women's Day is really conflicted. For starters, I feel that all the fundamentals of it have been lost and forgotten because we are not reminded of them as much and the culture of just enjoying public holidays has consumed us really. In short, we need more educational or uplifting events for women on this day to remind us of the struggle and how we got to this um, special day. Uh, Being a mother in 2019, especially to a girl child, is a bit scary, really. Um, You put pressure on yourself to teach your child about the evils out there, so to protect them. But then you realize that it will one day just be their own choice. So the only thing that I can do really for now is teach my child her worth. You know what's saying I really hate Hmm? is when parents or people in authority say, do as I say, not as I do. Mm. I hate that. 
Because we should be leading by example. And as this listener so poignantly said, you can tell your daughter and your kid everything and guide them as much as possible. The frustrating thing is, at the end of the day, it's their choice. They have to choose to walk a path or do something or make a decision or view things in a certain way. I, I realize it in, in a very simple thing that just this past week, Josh had another major meltdown. And for some reason, it got the better of me. I mean, I texted you and I just said, I'm overwhelmed. I cannot... Why do I allow it to get the better of me? Because I spiral. I start off calm. I try and reason with them. We talk nicely. Nah, 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 nah. And then finally it gets me to a point where I'm so hyped up where I'm not, I'm not helping him anymore. I'm just letting my emotions run wild and I'm screaming and I'm losing my shit. What am I telling my kid? I'm saying to you, Joshua, this behavior is not acceptable. But what am I showing you? I'm showing you that this behavior is acceptable because I'm doing it. Yeah. Because I'm so at my wit's end. Doesn't make it right, doesn't make it wrong. It just means I get trapped in this downward spiral. And so exactly like this listener says, you can tell them and tell them and tell them, but at the end of the day, they have to make the choices and you can just teach them what they are worth and pray to God that they will then make the choices that align with that viewpoint. Two things. I feel like I put my ass on the line here. I've opened us up, Charlene. Sorry, I didn't even ask your permission for heavy criticism. This isn't a political podcast by any means. It's not a racial podcast. Although, if you guys want to just open up the the jokes about how I pronounced uh, certain <laughs> names, <laughs> I'll take it on the chin because yeah, I mean, teach me. I'm open to being taught. Please. <laughs> Um, you know, I've made a lot of commentary and a lot of, uh, I suppose, judgments in our no judgy space. I suppose, but I, I it might be perceived as judgment. It's not. It's not intended that way. No, I'd love nothing more than for someone to come at me and say you're wrong about this, and mm. how dare you comment on that? You have no idea what that's about. Mm-hmm. I'd love for nothing more because we don't talk about these things, guys. What do we talk about? This is the thing. I mean, we pride ourselves in being an unfiltered podcast for parents and so um at the risk of uh exposing ourselves or exposing this platform and maybe sounding sometimes like we are criticizing one avenue more than another we're we are playing devil's advocate here we are putting out what we wonder about we're saying the things that a lot of people i'm sure wonder about but don't say it's like Rhett always jokes, don't say, don't, why can't you be like everybody else? Instead of making fun uh, to me, to my face, why can't you do it behind my back? <laughs> like, we're, doing, we're doing it to everybody's face, yeah. Let's just, let's talk about it. We want to be open and we want to be challenged. We want, like we always say, how about we keep talking about this? There's so much to say about these topics. This is not for us about politics 
or gender, even though it is a woman's uh, Women's Day. It's focused on, it's focused on Women's yeah. Day. This is not a bashing of a certain gender or uh, uplifting another gender at the at the mercy or the the what is the word I'm looking for the expense yeah. of the other. It's not. We're not doing it at you, and we are not judging you. We are opening up to have insight into what other women's viewpoints and men's viewpoints are of this topic. And maybe, you never know, maybe next year this time, Sam, we have organized an event that creates awareness about Women's Day. We can't sit here and say this is what we stand for, but we're sitting doing nothing about it. Right. So maybe we can find our 20,000 people to to march with us somewhere in aid of something we're for rather than against right i don't know we're opening it up but we're not opening a march up here but we're just (laughs) we're just saying what can happen great things can come if we just talk about it let's be those rocks let's be those matriarchs because you fucking know that we all mean business you know we might not show our womanly fierceness all the time to each other but fuck i know everybody has it in them I know it. We are strong. We underestimate what we have within us. And I think we need to tell each other a little bit more. Yeah. So, guys, um, you know, if you want to chat with us, if you want to weigh in and ridicule my terrible uh, white, privileged, middle-class accent. Oh, I hope. I hope we get some comments <laughs> on that. I'm going to have a good chuckle about that. I'm laughing at your expense. I'm sorry. I'm so glad it was you that screwed it up and not me. <laughs> I mean, I knew it. So I was just like, I have to showcase this woman, Sibabalwe. The good, the good news is that you can acknowledge both your strengths and, strengths and your weaknesses. <laughs> Thank God I'm not the MC at this year's Miss South Africa pageant. <laughs> that would have been a fuck up. Well, I know your work ethic. And if you were, you would have gotten would have it right it. down to a T. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Guys, DM us a voice note on Instagram and make fun of me if you so wish or weigh in on Women's Day. Yes. Um, we are at The Great Equalizer Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. You can also record a, a voice note on your phone and you can just email it to us at thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com. We love getting your emails, oh, guys. Man. Yeah, it just like warms our hearts. Sam and I scramble to respond to them <laughs> and we get so excited and we discuss it amongst each other. So keep them coming. Thanks so much. And feel free to tag us in your Instagram or Facebook posts with the hashtags. Hashtag bombing at momming or hashtag bad mom moment. Or you know what? If you find yourself in both at the same time, do them both. Exactly. Bring it on. Sam and I could do with some inspiration on, on these two topics because for most, well, I speak for myself more, most days I get it wrong. I can't even think of one. So come on, keep them coming. Your support is so important to us. You have no idea. Every like, every love, every comment, every share, we feel more like a family when you do them. So keep them coming. And please don't forget to review us on Apple Podcasts. Don't only hit the, the okay, we appreciate the, the people hitting the stars. Don't not do that. <laughs> but tell us, to give us a little write-up. We want to feel special, We want to talk to you. We're, we, we, we hear enough of each other's voices, yeah. so talk to us. Rate us also on Facebook so that more people can see us. And also hit the subscribe button so that the gods of the internet can somehow tell you once a week 
when the podcast comes out. And also, our previous episodes never expire. They're always there for you to go back to and listen to. For example, our boob juice episode, it, uh, it is great to go back and listen to it now with this past uh, Breastfeeding Awareness Week. And the more these uh, uh, topics are seen or the more these uh, you get reminded of the new episodes, you might have a friend who's currently in the thick of it and you remember, oh my gosh, I listened to the episode on divorce or whatever. So the more we're seen, the better this podcast can do for you and the better we can bring you information that we are passionate about and you might be helped by. A few weeks ago, we had a weaning first foods and picky eaters episode. So just a reminder that we have a competition running with Twist Shake South Africa, where you stand a chance to win their six-in-one processor. And if you want to hear about why it's so friggin' fabulous, we'll go back to that episode. That weaning episode. This is a great, great giveaway, guys. I must just say we have had gained such great traction on the interest on this this uh, competition. So get in there. Yeah, put um, your name in the hat. Put man. your name in the hat the only way you stand a chance is by getting involved the rules to the competition very simple you just like or follow the great equalizer on facebook or instagram and you do the same with twist shake on their social media platforms and then you tag a fellow mom or mom to be in the comments someone who might also be open to to having that twist shake processor in their lives and then share to your stories on instagram and tag the great equalizer for an extra entry or just share the post on your Facebook account and tag us for an extra entry. Yeah, don't forget to tag us because otherwise we won't know that you have oh. done all of the things that we need you to do in order to qualify to go it's in the draw. lost in the World Wide Web. Yes, so uh, on the end of the web. So <laughs> this competition will run until uh, 12 p.m. on the 30th of August, so you still have a couple of weeks. So get in there and get as many entries in as you can. Guys, next week we will be delving into cloth nappies. You mentioned it uh, in this episode, Charlene. Yes. We're going to go there. Okay. I'm excited for that one. So stay tuned. And if you have hit that subscribe button, then you will see when it's up and live for the listening. So guys, that's it for this week. Until next time, keep keep your your mom game strong. show please head on over to our website at www.thegreatequalizerza.com or catch us on instagram at the great equalizer podcast or on facebook want something a little more personal email us at thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com and we'll get back to you okay rosie how do you how do you say that okay let me try say wait say it again Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>